Welcome to the Five Stones Podcast. I am BJ Stagner. We invite you to join us each episode as we focus on encouraging words and thoughts to improve your day, conquer your giants, and build your faith from the Word of God. And I want to share a bit of a word today with you today, and I, and I hope that this, um, I hope and trust that this this is going to familiarize yourself not only with the Scripture. We've you've heard sermons preached around this Scripture a multitude of times. And, uh, but we're going to get into it in just a minute. If you do have your Bibles, if you're, if you're watching this from home, um, if you're listening to this in your car somewhere when this goes live on the podcast, uh, obviously don't open up your Bible uh, unless you're not driving. Okay, uh, We're going to be in Matthew chapter 15. We're going to look at that here in just a second. But I want you to stop and I want you to think about what happens when things don't go your way. What happens when you don't get what you want? And yet you've prayed for it. And uh, what do you do? What do you do? Do you pray for it? Uh, do, you, do you pray, just throw a, a prayer up there and just leave it there, leave it in, leave it in the air and uh, see what happens? Or do you continue to pray for it? Okay. And I want us to bring a, a brief illustration with this, with this lady here that meets the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we're going to see this, but I want you to look at how and where her heart is fixed. Okay. And this is the key. This is the key to where when we go after something, when we're praying about a particular uh, event, a particular subject, uh, uh, a very necessary prayer, whether it's to, to how, however we want it to be answered. Uh, guys, I mean, sometimes we visualize a prayer being answered and we've got it fixated there. And then when it's not answered according to the way we think it should go, then all of a sudden we, we feel like, well, I'm going to pray harder for that particular prayer to be answered in that particular manner. And uh, we got to ask ourselves, is that the direction that we go in? Should we do that? Obviously, we we understand no. There are some things that we understand this. There are things in our life that only the Lord Jesus Christ can answer. And uh, uh, he can and he can only answer those prayers. And we know that. That's where we need when we approach the, uh, the, 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 the room of prayer, the altar of prayer, the prayer altar. When we come and bow our hearts to the Lord, uh, we need to address him uh, and ask for his will, okay? We've gone over in sermons a couple weeks back about the determined will of God, the desired will of God. We understand those things. There are certain things in our life, certain moments in our life, certain events. They are the determined will of God, and uh, there's nothing we're going to do to change that. That's just the way it is. Now, how we get from point A to point B, that's where we find the desired will of God. Obviously, the Lord wants us doing right, trusting him. The Lord wants us to do the right thing between point A and point B. But there is a there is a determined will of God that the Lord has fixed in motion. He has set it to an expected end, as we read about in the book of Jeremiah uh, concerning the nation of Israel, that it's just going to happen. Those things are going to happen. But how we get there between point A and point B, what blessings or what bruises we have in our life is determined not only about what prayers we make, but what we decide to do and how we decide to do it. So in Matthew 15, we find this event. And again, um, for most, this is going to be a familiar uh, scripture that we're reading, a familiar topic. I know you know Preston and I, especially over the summertime, uh, we were doing a series on Wednesday with uh, character studies on ladies in the Bible. It's absolutely beautiful, wonderful series that he and I were doing, and he carried on with it even longer uh, than I did, and I greatly enjoyed uh, these lessons. But I want you to look here, if you will, look in Matthew chapter 15, look in verse 21, look in verse 21, Matthew 15, 21 is where we're going to start. It says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, 
for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. She said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. So I want you to look at where we are. I want you to notice the situation uh, that we have. Number one, we find that there is a daughter involved. This is a very personal request. It's a very personal prayer that this lady has. And she's coming to the Lord Jesus Christ and she is beseeching him to heal her. Uh, so it's very personal because a daughter is involved. The second thing that we find that the first time that she approaches the Lord, the very first time, and let's put this into the text of where we would be today. So when we approach that altar, when we approach that throne of grace in our prayer time, and we beseech the Lord, and we know we have a prayer that needs to be answered, okay? We beseech it. We find the very first thing, the first response that she gets was absolutely nothing. Nothing. There was zero there's absolutely zero answer that Jesus Christ gave unto this, this Canaanite woman concerning her daughter, very personal prayer. So what will we do? So let me ask you this question here. When we come and we bow our hearts to the Lord and we begin to make our request known unto him, we seek him and, and begging him to answer this prayer. Um, we, we pray one, two, maybe three times or four times or whatever, and we hear nothing whatsoever. Nothing begins to transpire, uh, transpire before our eyes. What do we do? Let me ask you, do we just leave it? Do we forget about it? Well, guys, when it's a very personal prayer, you're not going to forget about that situation. It's right before your eyes every single day, and you know that you need uh, that answer prayer. And you know, guys, here's the key. There's only one that's going to be able to answer that. That's Jesus Christ. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. This woman knew that. She knew that, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to him. That's the only one that can make my daughter whole. But here's the deal. He didn't answer anything when she came. So not only uh, do we find here that she, she got zero answer in the first prayer request, but secondly, what we find is when, when she was making a request known, uh, she went to the disciples. And the disciples came to the Lord, man, and, and says, listen, send her away. She's crying after us. I mean, she is pleading and begging and pleading and begging and begging and pleading for something to be done and what's going on. And they're saying, get rid of her. Send her on her way. Send her packing. Uh, my goodness, we don't want anything to do with that. That's not how it needs to happen. Secondly, we find that, again, uh, he just says back, he says, and he answered and said, I'm, I'm, I'm sent, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So not only the first answer that we find her prayer get is that she gets zero answer. She gets zero answer whatsoever. Secondly, we find what happens is he's like, I'm not even here to, to uh, I'm not sent unto you. I'm not even sent to, to answer those type of prayers. So another, another answer of maybe not no, but a, almost a, a, an answer of disregard. An answer of disregard. So guys, you're praying. You have a request known. You have something on your heart. You know that you need to be answered. Uh, maybe you have a, a specific prayer and it is personal and it is inside your, your head and your heart and you know it needs to happen. But then the first at your first prayer, the answer was no. At your second prayer, all right, the answer seems to be disregarded. But I want you to notice here, notice this lady's desperation. Her desperation, her daughter's involved. 
So when the Lord says that he's only sent her to the house of Israel, um, she comes back to him, verse 25, then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. She's pleading with him. She is pleading with him. I know the word worship, guys, uh, you know, people interpret the word worship in, in today's world, um, I hate to say it differently than what it really should be, in a way. Uh, the word worship is always associated with sacrifice. There's a cost to worship. And we know that by the law of first mention that the word worship shows up for the first time when Abraham has taken Isaac up to Mount Moriah, the very same place where Jesus Christ was crucified, for Mount Moriah uh, eventually becomes uh, Jerusalem. And Abraham takes Isaac as commanded to the Lord to sacrifice him there. And Abraham says unto the men that are with him, this says, tarry ye here, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship. Okay? A sacrifice was associated with worship. If we're truly going to worship the Lord, there's going to be a bit of sacrifice involved in our life. I'm not talking about a, um, you know, a blood sacrifice. I'm not talking about anything. You know, the last blood that needed to be shed was shed on the cross of Calvary in AD 29 uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ. No more blood needs to be shed for our sins. But true worship is bowing the knee, bowing the heart. It comes with a cost. For this particular lady here, her desperation, the cost that definitely she was paying was that of humiliation and had no problem with it. She had no concern about that because her head, her eyes were fixed on that prayer being answered by Jesus Christ. Her heart was fixed. She wasn't ready to give up. She wasn't ready to turn around. She wasn't ready to go anywhere else. She knew the Lord Jesus Christ was the one. So what do we find next? Her desperation, true, yeah, for her daughter, yes. Uh, but listen, she was dedicated. I mean, guys, she was uh, uh, she was dedicated. She was committed to the cross, uh, to the cause that Jesus Christ was the only. It was fixed and settled in her heart that He was the only way, the only way that this prayer was going to be answered. How do we know that? Well, the Lord said unto her when she came and she said, "Help me." She He answered and said, "It's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs." Now, I would imagine. In our desperation, in our time in need, our plead to the Lord for an answered prayer. If we felt as if we were a dog, as if we're just a pest around the table, if we were just a, an animal, most people in today's world would be offended. I mean, they get offended at less than that. They'd be offended. Not this lady. She was dedicated, but you know, she wasn't just de dedicated, she was determined. Beloved, determination in the positive sense is when it's settled in your heart that there's only one way that that prayer is going to be answered, and that determination drives you to continue to pray until the answer comes. We find here for her, in her case, her humility came forward and she said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs for the fall from the master's table. And Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. He complimented her. Be it unto thee, even as thou will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now here's what I want you to think about here, and then we'll be done. Number one, the prayer wasn't answered. The plea wasn't answered at the very first call. Not the second either. It wasn't until humility came was her faith honored. 
It wasn't until she was willing to put herself to the side. It wasn't until she, I mean, she had nothing left. She was utterly desperate, but she was determined and she was dedicated that Jesus Christ was the only way to find this answer. And he said unto her, be it, be it unto thee as thou will. She just wanted her daughter whole. But her initial prayer, her initial time, in her mind, she visualized that prayer being answered straight away. She visualized, okay, I can go to Jesus. He's healed all these other people. And boom, this prayer is going to be answered. It didn't happen like that. It didn't happen in her timing initially. It didn't happen in the way that she visualized it. It didn't happen in the way that she expected it. So what does it mean for us today? Guys, what happens when we don't get what we want? What do we do? Do we sit down in depression and darkness? And uh, do we sit down in utter disarray? I mean, do we sit down and just give up or quit? Do we pray once, twice, flip it out there? We don't get what we want. Then all of a sudden, there we go. We need to understand that the Lord Jesus Christ has our best interests in plan. Romans 8 tells us that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. But does it say all things are good? Maybe you're out there today, maybe you're listening to this, or maybe you're watching this this morning, and you've prayed for a particular prayer to be answered, and you just have it worked in your mind that it's going to be answered in this way. Let me give you a, a very simple uh, example of that. You're praying for, man, Lord, I need a car. And in your mind, you're visualizing a nice little uh, sports car with a sunroof and tinted windows and nice wheels, I mean, a beefed-up engine, sound system, and that's the way you're thinking. You're like, Lord, I need a car, and you got to visualize it, and all of a sudden, the Lord answers that prayer maybe after the fourth, fifth, sixth time that you've been praying, maybe six, seven, eight, nine, nine months down the way, but it's not what you thought it was. Maybe it's just a plain Jane vehicle getting you from point A to point B. Well, you, you asked for a transportation, and even though in your mind you had it fixed on what you wanted, God gave you what you needed. And so today, the Lord will, I believe, bless our heart's desires at times. But there's sometimes, guys, and I have no answer or reason why, sometimes the Lord is going to give us what we need. Sometimes that answer is no. Sometimes that answer to that prayer is just no, not, not right now or not this particular one. But there's a reason for it. If you've, if you've been like us, we uh, one of the houses we bought in North Carolina one time, um, but prior to moving to Wales, we you know this house was beautiful. My wife loved it. I knew she loved it. It was had a wraparound porch on it, an old house. I mean, it was gorgeous. It's a beautiful home. And uh, heating, it was listed when the house was advertised, heating, fireplace. Fireplaces and central heat, obviously. But it said fireplaces. It noted that the fireplaces were operational working. It was a form of heat. And uh, we went and signed documents on the pay on the house and all that. And, and soon, right after right after that, um, we found out that the 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 fireplaces were not only not only were they blocked off, not only were they uh, inoperable, um, but they were so old because the house was finished in 1912 and supposedly refurbished. But the fireplaces were so old that uh, really and truly. You couldn't you couldn't even put a metal sleeve up them and use the fireplaces ever. They were done and dusted. Now that gave us the right to renege on the contract. And in hindsight, we should have. In hindsight, what we should have done was gone to because I called the attorney. And the attorney told me he said, "Yeah, you can. This is probably a reason for you to pull back." You know, but we like that house. We'd visualize that house. 
And so what we ended up doing is we ended up buying the house anyway with the inoperable fireplaces. We learned a valuable lesson. That house cost us a lot of money in the long run. And so today, we pray about things and we pray, Lord, you know, for this, that, and the other, whatever it may be. And, 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 we, and the, we, we're, we're convinced that the Lord has given us, say, a particular number or a place where to be. And it doesn't work out. If he's given us that number to, say, offer on a home, or if he's given us that place to potentially start a church, or and he, he's given us something that this is what I want you to do, and this is, you know, and we know that, and we begin to do it, and something happens to where that prayer is not answered. Let's just, you know, uh, put it into just simple terms again. You know, we says, Lord, if this be your will, let it happen. And if we can plant a church here and, and, and we feel, you know, comfortable, this is where uh, we plant a church. And, and all of a sudden, it just doesn't work out in that particular area. Or uh, you make an offer on a home and it doesn't work out there at that number the Lord has given you. There's a reason why. So Denise and I have this little, this little uh, uh, reminder now. Hey, remember the fireplaces. Sometimes, guys, the prayer doesn't is not answered exactly the way we think it should be. Sometimes it's not answered exactly the way we want it to be. But we've got to remember, it's being answered the way God wants it to be. So sometimes when you don't get what you want, the Lord's preparing you to give you what He wants you to have later on. So we need to be determined in our prayer, dedicated that the Lord's the only one that can answer it, and that He will but he's going to do it in his timing. Guys, I hope and pray this is a blessing to you today. Uh, thank you for joining us here this morning, on this Saturday morning. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Uh, get inside the house of God tomorrow if you're one of our people, guys, or if you don't have a church and you're in our area, uh, be with us tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. in person, Saren Chapel there in Aberhamen. God bless you. Love you all, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us for this week on the Five Stones Podcast. Let me invite you to subscribe and join us each week for more encouraging messages from the Word of God. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed day.